Lord, thank you for today, God. Thank you for a sweet time of worship to be in your presence. And God, thank you that your scripture promises that you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because we trust you. And God, we want to trust you. We want to trust you more today than we did yesterday, God. We want to uh, uh, be able to give you, God, all our stresses and worries or our things that bother us, God. We want to be able to give it to you. And I pray that today we will learn how and that we would do that very thing. And that as Zach prayed, you would have a special word for each one of us. As many of us has come here maybe carrying a burden. God, lift those burdens today. And I ask for your Holy Spirit to move God Holy Spirit come right now and we ask this in Jesus name amen I read about this man who told his friend I lost my job my car is being repossessed our house is in foreclosure and I have a mountain of credit card debt but then he finished telling his friend this saying but I'm not worried at all well, his friend was like surprised, saying, what, you're not worried at all? What, how could you do that? Well, the man said, I've hired a professional worrier. He does all the worrying for me. I don't even think of it all at all. Wow, said the friend. Well, how much does this guy charge for his services? Well, the man said, well, I pay him $2,000 a week and a friend was so surprised like wait 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 how do you even afford that kind of money i mean you're in debt you don't have any money what's what's going on you don't have a job well the man just replied well that's for him to worry about <laughs> well you can say though we have a professional worrier we do and that's the lord that's jesus he can worry our worries for us and we don't have to pay him <laughs> we just have to give our worries to him i like what this christian businesswoman once said mary c crawley she once said every evening i turn my worries over to god he's going to be up anyway i think that's so good because sometimes we take on so much don't we but you know what we're going to find today in our passage in our study here in first peter we're going to find how Truly, we can cast all your cares upon Jesus. So the title of our message is just that. Cast all your cares on Jesus. Cast all your cares on Jesus. We're going to be studying 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 through 7. We're going to take our next little part here as we've been going on in this book. And uh, there's, there's three ways, three things we're going to find here. And this is what we're going to find. This is our point on how we cast all your cares on Jesus. And number one, it starts with submission. Number two, steep with humility. You get to that place. And number three, surrender. Surrender it all with trust. So these are the three things we're going to see in our section here, in our passage here. So cast all your cares on Jesus. Let's begin with number one. It starts with submission. Starts with Submission. That's how it starts with submission. So take a look with me here. Verse 5 of 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to only look at the first part of verse 5. It reads here, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. And we'll stop right there. Now, with, 
we begin here with Peter, the apostle, writing this book. Uh, and he puts here this first word in verse 5, likewise. Now, that word really connects us to what we saw above here. Remember last week we saw the shepherd's heart. Uh, Peter talked about and was talking to the elders of the church, the church leadership, and how they were to have a shepherd's heart. Uh, if you missed it, you can grab the podcast or, or see our, our uh, go to our YouTube channel. You could catch it there. But we saw three things. Our, our outline there was the mission. Uh, Peter went over the manner in which they are to shepherd the flock of God and the motive behind all that. And we ended, if you look up in verse 4, that he wrote, And when the chief shepherd, that's Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, when he appears, when he returns, when, when he comes back, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So we ended how uh, the, really the motive is, is all this is for Jesus, to serve the Lord, to shepherd the flock of God for Jesus, and that in that way we will be rewarded. But remember I brought out that he is the chief shepherd, and all the other church leaders are like under shepherds of the, of the chief shepherd. And so I was seeing this as we flow into this. Uh, under shepherds are under the authority of the ch- chief shepherd. And, and that's what we're flowing out of. For we have the chief shepherd and the under shepherds, pastors and leadership of the church. They're under that authority and they are assistant shepherds. I used that word last week too. So with that in mind, Peter goes on. He says, likewise. You know, in the same way as elders are to God, as the pastors are to Jesus, the chief shepherd, as they are that way, in the same way, likewise, he goes on to say in verse 5, you who are younger be subject to the elders. So the elders, once again, um, we, we see this word from last week that we're talking about the leadership, right? The pastors there. And then subject, we've come across that many times in the book of First Peter, means to submit. So the younger are to submit under uh, the authority that God has set up in the church, and they are to submit to the leadership, the church leadership, the pastors, and so in the church. Now, as we come into this, that should be of every believer, right? Not, not just the, the young, but it should be for every person in the church submitting to the leadership of the church. There's many scriptures about that. We've done studies about that. And there's like Hebrews 13, 17. It says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be no advantage to you. So we see here uh, the writer of Hebrews encouraging, yes, you guys, you know, obey your leaders. Yeah, submit to them. Do what they're saying. You know why? Because they've been tasked to keep watch over your, your souls, just like what we saw uh, last week in the first part of chapter 5. And I like this p- part about let them do this with joy. You know, when the sheep submit to the shepherd, there's joy. And when there's joy in the shepherd, there's joy in the church, and there's joy with the sheep too. And it kind of goes around in a circle here. So we understand that this submission to the leadership should be with every believer in the church. But here Peter, he focuses in, he seems to target on the younger. 
he says once again, verse 5, likewise, you who are younger. Now, I think that's interesting. Now, why is Peter like zeroing in and, and specifically telling, hey, you younger people? What does that mean to younger? Well, uh, commentators tell us that it speaks of those who are young in age. And it could be, as we understand that, you know, when we're younger or teenagers and stuff, uh, we're, we're starting to, you know, want to control our own lives. We want to spread our wings and, you know, fly out of the nest and do what we want to do as we grow into that age. And so it could be, you know, Peter's addressing these younger who, who are already in that mode to buck authority, yeah, go against authority. Some other commentators say that it also could be uh, talking about young in the Lord, like new believers who, who need to learn even this principle in the church to submit to the leadership here. I, I feel like it could be both. Um, remember the context of what Peter's writing, right? There's a plenty, there's a lot of persecution going on here, right? Nero has upped it. He's, he's blamed the Christians for burning down Rome. Society was already against Christians. Now they're really against Christians. And so there's a lot of persecution going on. And it could be whether it's the spiritual mature or those young in age just not really understanding or being able to handle all that's going on, that it could derail their faith, that through this persecution, it could really push them out. And, and so I think Peter is doing that, whether it's they're young in age or they're young in the Lord. He's saying, look, you guys submit to the leadership here. It's easy, right, for the young not to listen, to, to go off in their own thing, to, to be caught up in this, in their spiritual maturity, especially during the hard times. I was thinking about, I mean, those of you who are older, or parents now, you, you, you remember when you were that age, right? You remember, like, uh, 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 you had that in you, like, uh, I don't want to be like my parents, Right? I, I, I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go off and, and on my own and choose things uh, uh, apart from my parents. It's just in us in our, our, our growing up time. I was thinking about how the author, uh, Mark Twain, he once talked about when uh, being a young teenager and how he didn't respect, you know, the, the elders and older people. He had written, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant. I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. <laughs> All of us have been like that. We understand that. And, and it, what comes into that is this self-will, isn't it? We want to do what I want to do, right? There's that self-will in us. And I think it's part of us growing up. It's part of us, you know, breaking out from our, under our parents to begin to live life on our own and all of that. But we can go too far and get into our own self-will and not even listen to God. So you remember Peter, right? He's been saying, look, you shepherds, like, Let's step up. There's persecution. Lead the church. Help them through this time. And so here in verse 5, Peter's like saying, hey, you younger, who has this tendency of really getting into my will, what I want to do. Hey, submit yourself 
to what these leaders are saying through this super difficult time. Well, this is where it starts, you guys, and I'm going to connect this, but casting your cares on God, it starts with submission. I want you to get this because this verse 7, which we all know, casting all your anxieties or your cares on the Lord. You know, we all know that. We claim, we, we hold on to that verse. But t- I'll tell you what, it starts here when Peter's saying, look, you younger, submit to your elders. So when it comes to casting your cares, it starts with submission. Submission, you know what, to the elders, but really to God. And how he set things up. Like who's saying this? Yeah, Peter's writing it. But the Lord has put it into scripture for us to follow. So God is telling us, look, submit to your elders. Submit to your leadership. And I'll tell you, when you submit to your elders, you're submitting to God. And how he set things up. And you know why that's important? Because that's where you learn to trust God and how he set things up. That's really what we're coming into. So it starts with submission here, you guys. Submitting to God and how he set things up. And then you can learn to trust God. And as you learn to trust God, then it's easier to cast your cares upon him. Remember, we've been learning in First Peter, haven't we, the importance of submitting. I mean, we, we had that whole time here, like way back in chapter 2, verse 13, right? He started with the submission saying, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme. You remember that back in chapter 2? And we were talking about Peter saying how important it is to be in submission, to submit to the government. And what was their government like? The Roman government. What was Nero like? Well, we, we know he murdered his wife and married his servant boy. He was in this homosexual relationship. The, the nation was messed up. Yet, Peter's saying, submit to the government. Then in verse 18, he's saying, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect. And this is a servant to their master. Back in then, remember, there's more slaves than, than free people back then. And, and so Peter's saying, look, whether your master is good or bad, submit to them. So whether the government is good or bad or your boss is good or bad, and we applied it as employee to employer, God is calling us to submit. What does that do? It forces us to trust God in the way he set things up. Remember in chapter 3, Peter used that word again, likewise. In the same manner, in the same way, submit wives to your husband. And then he's talking about even if they don't obey the word, even if they're not saved and they're not following Christ, even if it's bad, Peter's saying, look, submit. This This is how God set things up. Trust him in that submission. And then even in verse 7, it says, Likewise, First uh, Peter chapter 3, Husbands, with your wives. Remember we talked about, in, in the same way, husbands are to submit to their wives in understanding, to, to, not, uh, to love on them in that way. So you get this idea 
as we come into chapter 5, and Peter is saying in verse 5, likewise, you who are younger, be subject, submit to your elders. It's the same flow as you submit to church leadership, good or bad or whatever, or any situation that you're into as you submit to God. Peter's saying, trust God. Why? Why? Because what God is sovereignly set up, or what God is sovereignly allowed and is doing, he has a purpose. He has a plan in that. And that's what we've been seeing throughout this book. Peter coming round and round, coming back to that thought. And so I want you to put that in your mind as we come into or, or go into verse 7 that all this starts with submission. Because as we submit to whatever situation or wherever God has placed you and you're submitting to whoever's over you or, or however things are set up, you know what? You're learning to trust God. Whether there's hard times in your marriage, at work, hard times with the government, right? Or even with spiritual leaders above us. We are trusting God. We put our trust, we place our trust in God and we submit as He asked us to do. That is, you guys, faith. That is spiritual maturity. Uh, John Calvin said this, It is a genuine evidence of true godliness when, although plunged into the deepest affliction, we yet cease not to submit ourselves to God. I think that's powerful. I think it, it says a lot where our trust is, where we're obeying God and where we are sum, who we're submitting to and how we're submitting to that, you know, I, I, that, uh, you know, whoever's over me, my boss, or things aren't perfect. But God, you have something in this and you're asking me to do something. So hear this today. The, the spiritually mature, and if you, you count yourself as someone, you know, I have years in the Lord, and you're, you're mature, well, then submit to God in all that he asks you to submit to. That's spiritual maturity. And then we will all join in those who trust in God. And let me tell you what happens. Then that self-will, that fleshly part of us, you know what? It's going to die. And we will no longer be in bondage to, to that because our trust isn't like, well, I want to do what I want to do. No, it's on God. I want to do what you want me to. And I'm going to trust you in that, even if it's difficult. So submit and let God use that situation in your submission to work on that self-will that can come against what God wants to do. All right, so cast all your cares on Jesus. It starts with submission. It starts with submission. Let's go on here to number two, steep with humility. Steep with humility. Now, we're going to go on to the next part of verse 5 into verse 6 in this section. Let's take a look at that. It says, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. 
All right, Peter goes on here, and, and basically, he, Peter's saying, okay, now, when you submit, as you submit, now, submit in this way. Clothe yourself with humility. The word clothe is actually a word that means apron yourself, like apron yourself with the, with the clothes that is worn by servants. That's really the idea. And so it has this, this feeling of a humbleness there. You know, it has this feeling of, of that lowliness, you know, that old word. So Peter's like, say, wear humility when you submit. In whatever situation, whatever area that God is calling you in this way to submit, he's saying, wear that humility. Be humble about it. I've said this before. Remember something C.S. Lewis said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, uh, it is thinking of yourself less. I like that. That's what it's about, right? Philippians 2, think of others more than yourself, yeah? I mean, we are so self, selfish people. We always think about ourselves first, don't we? Whatever situation, or how is it going to work for me, or, well, I'll submit if it works out for me. But Peter's saying, no, wear the clothes of humility as a servant, you know? Uh, uh, think of yourself less. Think of the other person uh, more. And then to support this, to reinforce this, Peter goes on to say this. For, um, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. Then he says, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now, he's actually uh, quoting and referencing Proverbs 3.34. And if you read it, it's not exact wording. Um, the commentators say, well, he's, he's, he's quoting the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Hebrew Old Testament that they had back then. But we've seen this scripture before, right? In James 1 also. So Peter's ref uh, referencing this, supporting, reinforcing that, look, we got to walk in humbleness. We got to carry ourselves and wear humility. You know why? Because look, look, God opposes pride. God opposes self-pride. I mean, why would we want to do that anyway? When we just we want to do what we want, and then on top of that, we're, we think of ourselves. It's all about me, right? That's pride. And so Peter's like, look, look. Let me tell you, we we know that even God, he he opposes. He's against. Pride, And you know what I think about right away? I think about Satan. What was his downfall? Pride, right? He wanted to lift himself up, right? He wanted to be the man. He wanted to be the one that people worship. He wanted to be the one that people looked at him. He wanted to have the glory. He wanted to make everything about what? Him. Isn't that scary? We have that tendency to... <laughs> Right? And not thinking of others. Always about me. Centering things about ourselves. So Peter's like, look, uh, God's not into this pride thing either. So even more so, clothe yourself with humility toward one another. In your submission. How you carry yourself. And then he says next here, he says that um, he gives grace to the humble. Where does that grace, what does God uh, really receive? 
humbleness. He's a, he opposes the pride, but he gives grace to the humble in heart. And we know, right, Psalm 51, 17, a, a broken and contrite heart God does not despise. And so Peter's just saying, okay, emphasizing, you guys, you know what? It's about humility here. And then in verse 6, he says, so you guys, humble yourselves, therefore. Look, th- this is what God wants. He opposes our pride and our self-pride and all that, then you know what? Then humble yourself. Humble yourself because of what God wants. Therefore, he says, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Place yourself under the mighty hand of God. Now, that phrase, the mighty hand of God, it, it really speaks about God's sovereign power. God's sovereign working, how God is sovereign and, and, and he's working his eternal uh, uh, plans and he can accomplish his eternal purposes. So Peter's like, look, place yourself under that. Don't fight against that. Be in submission to that. And when you do, he's saying, look, in the proper time, God's going to exalt you. God, the word exalt there means lift you up. It means raise you up, basically out of your trials. Remember, these guys are going, they're losing their homes. They're going through it, losing jobs. Their, 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 the society is really coming against them. It's a hard, hard time. The persecution is very hard. But Peter's saying, look, if you just give yourself over to whatever God is doing, Don't fight against it. Don't want what you want. Want what he wants. God is going to bring you, believers, out of that hard times at his wise and determined time, right? He knows. He's in control. He's working things out. So when it comes to casting your cares on Jesus, let your submission now be steep with humility, Steep it with humility. As, as you lay down your pride, let the submission just be full of humility to one another and to God himself, which means you're totally trusting God to work his will, not yours. You're trusting God that some way, somehow, he's in this. But Lord, I want, I want to get through this the way you want me to get through it. That's really the heart. That's the humility before God. That's, that's, that's placing yourself under the mighty hand of God. God, I'm going to just humble myself before you. I don't want to push my thing. I will accept and I'll receive whatever you want. I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship you. No matter what. The, 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 the locusts eat the, the whole field, right? Habakkuk. I will, yet I will still Praise you, because you're God. That's placing yourself under the mighty hand of God. Where are you today in that? Isn't it? It's so easy. It's hard, because emotionally we're, it's hard. We're suffering, or there's painful events going on. You're like, I don't like this, God. I want this to happen. You pray that. Lord, I want, I want this, Lord. I don't, I don't want this anymore. But God is saying, no, humble yourself before me. Let me 
work. Allow me to do the work. Trust me in what I'm doing. And so we need to steep this submission with humility. We need to lay down our pride and totally trust God's will, not mine, yeah, kind of thing. You know, um, years ago, <coughs> I used to drink a lot of coffee. And um, I mean, a lot, like three, four cups of strong coffee every day. And uh, I remember, you know, those days where I didn't drink or I was too lazy to make one or I was tired. And, and then I get that headache. You ever had that coffee headache? Yeah, when you don't drink coffee. Well, well, I was, I was getting those and, and after a few times and, and I, I realized, you know what, I don't like this, you know. And I felt like I'm, I, I'm being do, too dependent. And it, this was just my weird mind, but I thought, I'm going back to my roots. And, you know, I grew up, my mom and dad, who came from Japan, drinking green tea. So I thought, I'm going back to green, I'm going to go drink green tea and go back to that, back to my roots. So, so since then, that, that's, that's the main thing I drink is green tea. Uh, <clears throat> granted, um, coffee does smell really good. And, <laughs> and in the afternoon, as I get older and I start getting sleepy, I will drink a cup of coffee. But my, the main thing I drink most of the day is green tea. And, and I, I love it. Now, let me tell you, though, it's not the Costco one. You know, you go Costco, buy the Kirkland and the little packets. and It tastes terrible to me. It's not real. No, <laughs> I, I drink uh, green tea made from leaves, you know, the tea leaves, um, loose leaf, you know, and I, I buy them. Uh, I actually order them from Japan or my mom sends it or on our trips to Japan. I'll bring, bring them back from Japan, you know, real Japanese tea. And, um, and then I'll, I'll brew that, the real leaves. And that, that's what tastes good to me. There's sencha, which is just the green tea leaves, or there's uh, genmai, uh, genmai cha, or, um, and, and uh, the genmai is really good. There's a little brown rice, and they'll put matcha in there too, and it's a really nice blend. And, and did you know there's a proper way to brew tea, green tea? And it's actually, you're supposed to, bring the water up to 170, 180 degrees because you don't want to burn the tea leaves. And you, you put the leaves in there and, and you let it steep maybe about a minute. Me, I guess it comes from strong coffee. I like it strong. And so I, I, I let it stew a long, long time. You know what? You and I are like tea bags. You see what you're made out of when things get hot. And what comes out? What comes out? Is it the self-will or your, 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 your pride, your protection of yourself? Or is it humility? Where are you with the Lord? If, if, if you're s- truly s- submitted, when things get hot, you know what would be very strong in you is humility. Not a rebelliousness. Not fighting against the Lord and what He's doing. Not getting bitter at God or angry at Him. Not calling God, you're unfair. Or not even blaming other people around you. Or maybe those over you. If you're really steeped with humility when things get hot, 
you know what? You'll put your faith and trust in God. And you will stay humble. You'll take responsibility of whatever your own sin. But you will submit to what God is sovereignly working. So keep that in mind, you guys, today. Keep that, uh, be aware of that. That he's calling us to that humility. Because it really speaks of your trust in God. All right, so cast all your cares on Jesus. It starts with submission. Uh, It's steep with humility. And number three is surrender with trust. Here we come to verse 7 now here, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now, we love this verse, don't we? It's, it, it's one of our favorite verses. It's probably highlighted already in our Bibles or we have it on our wall framed. We love this. This, this, this is a promise of God. It, 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 knowing that we can come to the Lord and give him all our worries and anxieties and cares. Now, remember the flow here now. We're coming from verse 5, coming into verse 7. So here's Peter like, look, submit to what God set up. You're trusting him, right? And, and in humility, you know, receive it, accept it. Trust him in it. Don't go against God. So, in all of this, you can trust God knowing this. You can trust God with your worries. You can be casting all your anxieties onto God. Casting, the word means throwing onto. Yeah. I don't know if you ever threw something and, you know, throw it in the trash can. Or, or the other day, I, I forget, Jared was... I think trying to throw some, I forgot what it was, but throw it onto a table. But I, that's what I picture. We take our, our anxieties and, and throw it on to God. Here, God, catch, kind of thing, right? Anxieties, it's worries. The old, my mind is the old King James word. Um, I have things memorized in that way. We're in the ESV, but it's worries. It's cares, right? The old King James word. Things like your despair, your discouragements, your suffering, your pain, your stresses, your confusion. Cast it all on the Lord. Throw it on to God. And let me say this. When you give it over to God, don't take it back. I do that. Here, Lord, in my prayer. And then later in the day, I take it back from him. And I start worrying about it. No, cast it on him. Notice it says here in verse 7, it says casting what? All, right? All, remember in the Greek what all means? All, (laughs) yeah. Entirely, everything, totally, everything. Cast every worry, every anxiety, every care onto the Lord. And you know why? Because he can handle it. He can take that. We can't, but he can. He has the ability. He wants it. He's inviting us here in the word. He's telling us, cast it all to me. What kind of worries are you being burdened by today? What have you walked in with right now? What kind of situations are stressing you out, worrying you, keeping you up at night? Well, cast all those cares onto Jesus. And that means this, surrender them with trust. Surrender with trust. Giving up worries for, you know, God can handle it all. Give it to Him, you guys. Surrender with trust. Giving up all your worries for God to handle, not you. 
That's what Peter's saying. Know this today. Let this be this word to you today that God is saying, give it to me. Let me handle it. I can take it. Cast, throw it on me. What, you throwing all your junk on me? No, that's what God is saying. Throw it. I'll catch it. I'll take care of it. I can handle it. Hudson Taylor, that pioneer missionary to China, he's one of my hero saints of the past. And, you know, he went to China when nobody was going there. He went into the deep part of the interior of China when nobody was going there. He, he started a missions ministry and brought people over, Overseas Missions Fellowship. He started that. Well, Hudson Taylor said this, Let us give up our work, our plans, ourselves, our lives, our loved ones, our influences, our all right into God's hand. And then when we have given all over to Him, there will be nothing left for us to be troubled about. That's how he could go into these places that I would be totally worried about. My insecurities would come up and go, oh, no, I'm, I'm going back to England, you know, right? All the issues and problems that could come in leading a ministry. No, he gave it over to the Lord so he would have nothing to be troubled about. So surrender with trust. Give up your worries to the Lord for him to handle. What is worrying you right now? Give it up to the Lord. I mean, think about this. Our lives is in the hand of the Lord. He, and, and he has a plan. And the situation that God has, he's, he'll work it out, right? He promised to be there for us. He promised that he's going to complete that work in us, Philippians 1.6. So here's the thing. God is working. You trust God to work in your submission. All right, you set things up. I don't, I don't know if I fully, you know, it's hard to submit in this way, but okay. Yeah. In humility, God, I don't want it to be about me or what I want, whatever you want. So then you give it all over to God, these worries and stresses for him to work out. Even if you cannot figure it out, right? Our job is not to figure things out. That's God's job. I mean, our job is just, to let him figure it out. And God, you just tell me what to do. Right? I, 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 I can't, I, I'm not sure what to do here. You know, that's sometimes my wife, we're working on some project. And, and I said, well, we're doing this and this and that and this. And she's like, well, I don't understand. And, and you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> right? But, but that's the way we should be with the Lord. God, I, I, don't, I, I can't figure it out. How is this going to work out? Where am I going to live? How am I going to survive? What's going to happen here? What kind of job? If I go to school here, what, what, what's going to happen after that? God's saying, no worries. Give it to me. Yeah? You just do what I tell you to do right now. You just do this first step. That's all. Let God figure that out. And you know what? Then you could what? Rest in Jesus. We all know this, right? Philippians 4, 9. I'll just read it to you. I mean, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So give it there again. 
Give it over to God. Cast your cares onto the Lord. And then it says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We know that verse 2. Cast your cares there, and you know what? God's going to give you peace. You can exchange all your worries for peace. And it's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that you have even if you haven't figured it out. Even if you don't know what the, how it's going to end. It's a peace from the Holy Spirit that, gives you, that He gives you to say, I'm working on it. No worries. I got it handled. No worries. Rest. Have peace. A wife got up from bed to find her hu- husband pacing the floor in the other room. And it was 3 a.m. The wife comes up and says, what, what, what are you doing? Why, why can't you sleep? Well, the husband replied, you know that $1,000 I borrowed from Sam next door? Well, he needs it by tomorrow. I mean, as I promised him, but, but I don't have that money. We just don't have that money. It didn't work out. So you know what the wife did? The wife ran over to the window, opened the window, and yelled out, Sam, 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 Sam. After a few minutes, the groggy neighbor opened his window and mumbled, what is it? The wife said, you know that $1,000 my husband owed you? He doesn't have it. She shut the window, turned to her, her husband and said, now you go to sleep and let him pace the floor. I like that. Surrender your cares to God. Let him worry about it. Let him figure it out. He has it figured out. Trust him that he will have it all handled. And so Peter says in verse 7, look again, casting your anxieties on him. How can we have assurance to that? Why, Why is it that we can really do that? Peter writes, because he cares for you. God cares for you. The word means care for you, uh, care, uh, concern. Uh, he's, he, he has interest in you and everything that's going on in your life. So casting your cares on Jesus means, you know what? Surrender with trust, knowing God really cares. He really does care for you. He really does. Christ died on the cross for you. He gave his life for you. It's not that he doesn't care. He gave everything. And if he, as uh, Paul wrote, I think it was in Romans, uh, if God did that, how much more is he going to give you? Romans 8, I, I believe, right? He cares for you. Perhaps um, uh, Peter's thinking about what David wrote in Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Um, uh, will, he will never permit uh, the righteous to be moved. You know, that, that's the concern that God has for He's protecting you. He's all for you. He has you in His mind. You know, uh, his, his thoughts toward you are more than the number of the sands, right? So let me emphasize that you can surrender with trust knowing God really cares for you. No matter what it is. There's nothing too big, nothing too small. Whatever it is, He has your, His You have his full attention. And so find confidence in this truth. What we're reading here, he cares for you, so cast your cares on him. He's there for you, so cast your cares on him. He promises to never leave you nor forsake you, so cast your cares on him. That Nothing can separate his love and his work in your life. 
That's what the word says. So cast your cares on him. Surrender with that trust that he cares for you. This pastor, John R. Rice, said, worry is putting into question marks where God has put periods. I like that. I like that. You know what? Our worries, our anxiety, you know, it it really comes when our hope, when our assurance is not centered on God, His will, His purpose, His sovereignty, His heart for us. If we know God cares so much about us, then we're going to be okay, right? We'll be all right. He's right there with you, and you'll, you'll make it through. You'll be fine. I was, um, you know, I, I go surf early in the morning and, and uh, real early down patrol and like sometimes, you know, there's hardly anyone there and that's why I like to go because the crowd is down. But sometimes there's like nobody there, you know, certain spots and, and I'm like, well, I hope, I, I hope someone shows up because I'm, I'm afraid of sharks too. And, you know, the thing, you're not supposed to, you know, be in the water at dawn or dusk and after rain and all that. But I'm still there. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, I hope someone, someone comes, you know. One time I was at Tavares Bay, and there was a group of us there, and little by little people left. And then I was like the only one there. I'm like, and, and it's funny because I'm okay if someone's there, but when I'm the only one, I just start getting spooked and then looking in the water and, Oh, I got to go in. But fortunately, some guys came out. So I was like, oh, I'm okay. And even if there's one guy there, I'm okay. I'm like relaxed and not worried and not worried about sharks and anything like that. Um, That's like, though, understand with God. You're not alone. Just knowing God is there, we should like be relieved, yeah, of our worries. That's what Peter's saying. Don't worry about sharks. God is there. That's what he's saying. So submit, as we close up, to how God has sovereignly set things up. In humility, you know what? Look to God's plan. Keep your eyes there. Not yours, but on what He's working. Not wanting what you want. Not being all prideful in this. And if you're like that, it's easier to surrender your cares into His hands. It's easier to trust God with your worries. Understand that this is faith, right? Understand that, that the beginning of anxiety is actually the end of faith. But the beginning of faith is the end of all your worries. Look to God, you guys. Keep God in mind. I'll close with this. Uh, a new pilot was flying solo right after he got his license for the first time. Um, but then the weather turned, it became really cloudy, foggy, and he wasn't that experienced in flying by instruments. And, as, and he wasn't really confident in landing either. But the control tower was bringing him in, helping him out. Well, as he did, the, the pilot, this new pilot, just started to panic. Well, then a thir- stern voice came on the radio and said, You just need to obey instructions. We'll take care of the obstructions. I like that. Let God take care of those worrisome obstructions. And just trust God in his instructions. 
right here, right now. And then you'll see how liberating, how freeing it is yeah. to be able to truly, from our heart, be it, to cast all your cares on Jesus. Let's pray. God, as we come to a close here, Lord, thank you for your instructions that you take care of all the obstructions and we need not worry. And so, Lord, we want to take a moment to cast our cares upon you. God, many of us are going through things. Uh, suddenly, it seems like, or we have been, or, or this year we thought it was going to be such a great year, but then these things are happening, and, and, and it can confuse us. It can bring us into a disarray and distract us, but Lord, we want to keep our eyes upon you. Lord, there's storms and the wind is blowing hard, but that's when Peter walked on water. When you called him out, he walked on the water when he kept his eyes on you. He sank when he put his eyes on the waves and the storm and the wind. But you came and you still rescued him. And God, rescue us. Because some of us are sinking. Maybe we've had our eyes on you, Lord, but, but, but we've got distracted. We've taken the worry back with what we gave to you and, and we're sinking. But Lord, we want to surrender to you everything, God. All our cares, our, all our worries, everything, God. We don't want our will anymore. We want yours. God, our dreams, Lord, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about you. Lord, my life, I want it to be about you, God, and not what I want, but you, what you want and what you have for me. God, as we sit before you, we offer, we throw on you, we cast upon you our worries. Receive them as you, ask, as you said you would. And I pray that you give us peace. As your eyes are closed right now, just everyone to close their eyes. and I want you to take a moment, just in your own heart, in the silence of your heart, whatever struggles you have right now, whatever worries, whatever cares, anxieties, what you're despairing about right now, what, what is panicking you, Whatever burden you're carrying, you feel like you're all responsible for. God is saying, no, I'll be responsible for it. Whatever those things are, I want you to take a moment here and pray to the Lord. In the silence of your heart, I'm going to give you some time right now to do that, to respond in this message. If God has convicted you of, of any sin, Maybe you haven't been submissive like you should be. You've been bucking your, the system and, and you've been going against those, those people above you, whether it's your parents or your boss or, or leadership, whatever that is. And, and you know you need to do that and you're, you're not trusting God in that. Repent of that. Maybe, maybe you've been proud, pushing your things saying that you know better than anyone 
And it's kind of overflowed to God. It's kind of in a way you're telling God, I know better than you by your wanting something different. Repent in humility before him. Confess your sins and repent. But take a moment here and cast your cares upon Jesus. He's waiting. He wants to receive it. So we're going to just pray in our own hearts. Um, the band's going to just play softly some instrumental. And then I'll pray and we'll stand and we'll sing one last song. So take a moment right now to go before Jesus. Lord, as we bring our hearts before you, God, I, I want to put into our minds how David faced off Goliath. His confidence wasn't in himself, but it was in you, Lord. Give us that confidence. Give us that assurance, Lord, that you will work things out. Lord, may we, be, may we find security in your power and your word. I think about how David saw more power in you, God, in your ability to deliver him. No matter what giant, no matter this giant he was facing, because it wasn't really a contest between David and the giant, but it was a contest between the giant and the Lord. God, we don't stand a chance against a lot of our problems and challenges that we face, but, but they don't, these situations don't, they can't stand against you, God. So, Lord, work your work. Work your plan. Strengthen us, God. Give us courage where we need courage, God. Help us to obey you. Lord, to do the things you want us to do without worry, but just trusting in you and your plan. And God, as you give us instructions, step by step, sometimes it's just one step and you don't give us a second step till later. God, may our faith keep us going 
May our trust in you help us to take that step, to move forward, to do what you want, God. Lord, we need you right now. I think, Lord, I know I have, there may be many of us here carry to carry things too long. We try to keep the burden, but God, now we want to surrender it all to you. We try to do things on our own, our own way, but it doesn't work. The only way is to surrender all to you. So here we are, God. We give you everything. We surrender our cares, our life, the future, God, tomorrow, today, we just place it into your hands. And we know that you love us, and we know you will take care of us. Let's all stand.